0: Good morning, my friends. Good morning. Hey, Advent begins in the dark. Think about this. this. This season that we're leading towards Christmas time, it really begins in these cold winter months. It begins in the bleak, the bleak midwinter, yeah, where frosty winds made moan and earth stands hard as iron and waters like a, you know this one, stone. See, Advent begins in the dark, and this season that's leading us towards Christmas time is beginning in, in the cold. Now, literally, it begins in the cold and the dark if you live in the northern hemisphere. Yeah, we're experiencing that right now. Where our liturgical calendar is matching our own calendar up here, at least up here in the northeast. As we're approaching, I think Andrew told me this this week, where I think we're approaching the darkest day of the year, like just before Christmas starts. But then think about this, as Christmas starts to come, it gets lighter and lighter every day after that. But Advent also begins in the dark, and this season that's leading us towards Christmas begins in the cold figuratively as well, because this is a season where we're waiting. And this waiting begins with acknowledging the capacity for shadows to creep into our own hearts and into our world. And so, my friends, welcome to Advent, welcome to Regen. This is that liminal space. This is that liminal space we name Advent. We talked a lot about this last week, about slowing down and embracing the quiet and preparing our very souls for the Christ to be manifested in our midst. Let's pray, and then we'll dig in this morning. Heavenly Father, Christ Jesus and Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit, would you allow our hearts this morning through our liturgy through our service to also bleed out into the liturgy and the service of the week to come would you allow us to quiet ourselves to listen to be quiet and to prepare prepare for your coming Would you give us new eyes with which to see new ears with which to hear new hearts that line up with your more sacred heart and new hands and feet with which to be your body in our community around us and in the world We pray all these things in your name. Amen. All right, so if you've got a Bible this morning, uh, we are going to take a deeper dive into Psalms 130. If you remember last week, as a little contemplative practice, just a brief contemplative practice, I read Psalms 130 to you um, at the end of that sermon, but today I want to dig in just a bit. Uh, One note on the translation this morning, it's the NIV. Uh, that's the translation that I'm using this morning, but I did change two words in there, okay? Remember this from last week? Uh, he, The psalmist uh, uses two different distinctions between names for, for God, basically, Yahweh and Adonai. Uh, Adonai, in its grammatical form, is a plural of of majesty, right? And so then Lord does make sense in our translations, but Yahweh... Is a bit different. Yahweh's like, I am who I am. It's almost like, well, I don't really want to tell you my name. I'm me, you know. And so if you're following along, we'll begin in verse 1. And you'll hear Yahweh and Adonai in there where the psalmist actually wrote them. So he says, out of the doubts, or the psalmist writes, out of the depths, I have cried to you, Yahweh. Adonai, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the sound of my pleadings. In you, Yah, should mark iniquities. But Adonai, then who would stand? But there's forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for Yahweh. My soul waits, and I wait for his word. My soul waits in hope for Adonai. More than the watchman for the morning. Yes, more than the watchman for the morning. Israel, your people, wait for Yahweh. And with Yahweh, there is mercy. And with him is an abundant redemption. And he will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. The poet here is seemingly in an advent space. You know, we, 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 hear, we hear the poet writing voices singing, yeah? Souls waiting in hope For redemption and and, and mercy. And they write more than the watchman for the morning. And then even doubles down and says, yes, more than the watchman for the morning. Here's a couple other translations of Psalms 130 for that one line, the more than the watchman for the morning. Uh, More than watchers for the morning is one I found. Uh, More than the night watch waits for the morning. More than those on guard wait for the morning. More than guards on watch wait for the morning. More than sentries wait for the dawn. And then this was my personal favorite. More than Shomrin, watch for the broker. I don't even really know what a broker is. I didn't look it up, but I just liked the word Shomrin. Watchmen and, and sentries and Shomrin. You see, I don't think they mean much to us today in our Western 21st culture, but when these verses were written. Watchmen and sentries, and, and even today in Jewish communities, somron can be the difference of, between life and, and death. These were people whose job it was to literally stay awake all night and watch the darkness on the horizon. Because they were keeping their town or their village or their neighborhood or their tribe safe from attack. Like, think of uh, the top of a tower in, like, a medieval movie, perhaps, or, or a high wall in, like, Lord of the Rings, like when, they're, when, they're, when they're, 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 you're watching the horizon. You know, you typically would build your communities where you could watch over on the horizon. They're watching for any warring town or, or village or tribe or dragon to come and sneak. <laughs> I snuck it in to sneak upon them. You know, you don't want to get attacked by those dragons. But you're waiting until the light of dawn begins to rise when then the town and the village could breathe a bit easier because it's a lot harder to attack you during the day. The nighttime is when, you know, these types of things were, were, were easier to do. And so for us, Advent begins in the dark, much in the way as the centuries watch on the, on the horizon. This season begins in the cold as our, our, our voices are singing along with the psalmist. Our, our souls are waiting for redemption and mercy and the psalmist says, we're waiting more. Notice he didn't say just as much as the watchmen wait for. I mean, that was life and death. We're waiting more than the watchman for the morning. Yes, more than the sentries, more than the Shomron wait for the morning. Now, these, this past year and, and these past few years in particular have This is where we begin in Advent. We begin. It's brought us uncertain, you know, times and and pain and sorrow and fears and and tears of distress. Seemingly, perhaps like no other. I think I think every generation thinks that this is about as bad as it can get, you know. Yet in truth, it's an Advent reality that's existed since the fall of humankind. Uh, as spoken word poet Amina Brown wrote, she wrote this in 2015, she goes, so many questions without answers, so many mothers who have to bury their own children. And we saw that this past week, right? More children having to be buried in another school shooting. Are we becoming so numb to this that this is kind of just part of our reality? She goes on, she says, we cannot unplug from the noise of the news, She says, our world is being torn at its seams by the tug of war, finding it difficult to make or keep peace. The fight for human rights, the fear of disease, the violence of militants, lives are being snuffed and stolen. There's typhoons, airstrikes, and open fire. And think about it. This is human nature. This is the way that we enact change or we think we need to enact change. Like, think about it. The protests of 2021 are very similar to the protests of 2019, and 2018, and 2017, and perhaps the protests that have been happening across the dawn of time. You can even trace them back to the beginning of our origin story, right? In the Genesis, when Cain protested that his offering was as good as Abel's, but yet God said, no, your heart's not really in it. So God, Cain got enraged, right? And his protest turned into violence. I'll let Amina Brown finish up with this this beautiful piece that she has. She goes, our cities and towns are at an unrest. Remember, this is six years ago. As we wrestle with the violence of lone gunmen, immigration, race relations, as we watch our neighborhoods turned into war zones, we don't hear the wounds. We simply take sides and divide to find our us so we can accuse them. We've stopped listening. We find ourselves with angry fists in what is supposed to be the season of giving, There have been breaches in our confidence, breaches in our trust. We've lost our ability to mourn with those who mourn and to see injustice with disgust. Sometimes it's hard to light the candle and drink the tinsel when Christmas seems to not unwrap gifts but wounds, reminding us of the people we've lost over the years, of the things that we've been stolen from us, of despair and grieving, the kind of sadness a Christmas carol can't seem to shake. And so what do we do with this baby? This Savior, whose arrival had no celebrity, no red carpet, no paparazzi, just Mary and Joseph, manger angels, manger animals and angels, and stars to lead wise men. What does this Christ have to do with our brokenness and our wounds? What does he have to say when the plot lines of our lives don't wrap up neatly like a Christmas tune? This Jesus is not just a baby. He is the radical revolutionary who came to do the saving, who spoke the uncomfortable truth to the narrow-minded, who turned over tables for justice, who used his voice to speak for children, orphans, and widows, who became freedom for the oppressed. Yes, he wanted us to know peace so badly he sacrificed himself. So we would maybe realize that we are not us versus them, but rather we are us with him. Us who are to walk in love and serve like these are powerful words. Uh, this is called An Advent for Weary Souls. It's on a, an album by the liturgists, I think. It's a powerful uh, spoken word poetry. In the Gospel of Luke, he tells a, a, a different story. A time when Jesus was in his hometown of Nazareth, and he entered into the synagogue. And when he got to the synagogue as a new and up-and-coming rabbi, he was handed the scroll of Isaiah. And was asked to read it. So he opened up the entire scroll and he kept going through, he kept going through, and he finally found where he wanted to read from Isaiah. And they're the same words that Miss Marshall read earlier this morning in our liturgy. He read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he's anointed me to pronounce a good news to the destitute. He sent me out to proclaim release to the captives and sight to the blind, to proclaim that the outcast will be set free and to proclaim that the acceptable year of the Lord has come. Then Jesus cl- closed the scroll. that He probably read a little less than they were expecting. Returned it to the one who had handed it to him and sat down. Then Luke records that the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were gazing at him. There must have been something about the way that he spoke that, almost as if I'm telling you that this is me. The Spirit of the Lord is, is, is coming really fast through me here, my friends. So he looks at them and says, The scripture you've just heard is being fulfilled this very day. This Jesus, the anointed, the Christ, the one who we are readying ourselves to celebrate his birth in a few weeks is the one who became freedom for the oppressed. Yes, he wanted us to know peace so badly that he sacrificed himself so we could realize that we are not us versus them, but rather we are us with him, us who are to walk in love and serve like him. So this Advent season... Let's keep watch, like the sentries, like the watchmen that wait on the horizon. Let's keep watch by listening to those around us who may be hurting this season. Mourning with those who are weeping. This may not be a season for everyone that's merry, jolly, and and bright. It might be, but it also might not be. Let's sing what we hear the angels singing for love and for peace and goodwill for all humanity, yeah? Yeah? May Christ Jesus teach a weary world and our weary souls to examine our shadow sides, to examine the, the, the cold that can, that can grow within our own hearts as we fight this side of eternity for what is good and true and what brings Christ and his life to our communities and our world. Let us labor unto glory, as the song goes, we're going to sing in a few minutes, until heaven and earth are one, until God's kingdom comes in its fullest realization. Some other Advent imagery, you know, with our hands to the plow, right? While it's still day, our hands to the plow, keeping watch over the darkness of the night, more than the watchman waiting for the sun to rise, and as the watchman, protecting one another, protecting our towns and our villages and our world and all those who are created in the Imago Dei, protecting one another from fear and bias and hate and death. So that all, all, may be able to rejoice fully in the spirit of Christ being born into our world and into our hearts, the one in whom we live and move and have our being, all to the glory of the Father. And my friends, we are waiting, right? We're waiting and we're watching. We're watching the horizon for but a glimmer of hope, a glimmer of love and peace and wholeness and restoration. And you see, that's where we're headed next week. Next week is Pink Candle Sunday. Remember, we talked about that last week? Next week, we celebrate the joy that Advent brings. Okay? We go from acknowledging the dark places, the, 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 the shadow sides of our souls, and as that creeps into the joy of next week, we'll have sort of a meditative, contemplative practice that'll help us do just that kind of transition this season from Advent to Christmastide. But let's pray this morning, and then we'll, we'll take Eucharist together. Heavenly Father, Christ Jesus and Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit, Our simple prayer this morning is that we would wait, that our souls would wait for you more than the watchmen wait for the morning, more than the sentries or the shomron wait for the dawn. Christ, we know that the dawn is coming, right? The sun will rise. The sun will rise and upon us, Joy. We pray all these things in your name who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts just as we are for those who are indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.